Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch and get real. Well, hello, it's Diana Gasparoni and Be Real, and I am here today as I am every day, every time, every time I'm here with my girl. Where is she? I am here. Every week we are here. Again, I look forward to this, but at the in the same breath, I'm like, oh, I just hope I have my Friday off. Um, my Friday is kind of the day that I either say yes. No, I do. I, I say yes to too many things on Friday because I have more time than I ever have on that day. And I end up saying yes. But the funny thing is, is that like I preach to my clients and everyone in my life about boundaries and about mm-hmm. saying no. And I haven't quite figured out how to do that yet. Um, it's funny because right before we started this, we were talking that you always ask me to do things and I always say yes. And I'm trying to figure out why do I say yes to it all the time, but you're not the only person I say yes to. So I'm still trying to figure that out. I do like that you say yes. (laughs) I bet you do. Well, because sometimes I think my ideas are a little bit crazy and then you saying yes to them kind of validates the idea. I'm like, oh, maybe it's not such a bad idea. Nisha said yes, but I don't, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if you said no. I might, I mean... (laughs) I mean, I, my feelings might be hurt, but I would understand from a boundary perspective that Mm -hmm. saying no means that you were taking care of yourself and maybe you didn't have to say yes to me because you had something else to do or didn't have anything to do. And you just needed to take care of yourself. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Well, you also have really good ideas most of the time, which is why I say yes. <laughs> well, it's funny because as you, as you say that, I know that like I say yes to a lot of stuff too, all the time. And then I just like, uh, just the generating of ideas. And sometimes it's on like, we're, we got a f- double full moon month. And like, I wonder if I can shut my brain off just to like not come up with any more ideas. Like sometimes I say yes to myself so many times. I'm like, no, stop, stop, stop. Don't. And that's hard because it's like, if I come up with a good idea or if I come up with an idea that I think will help us expand or grow, or um, even in my personal life and in my business life, I'm like, oh, I want to execute it right away. And then I don't, then I keep going until I'm fatigued, tired tired and then I'm, then I'm like tapped out the ideas go dry 
Yeah. Well, I will say that I am thankful that you came up with this idea to do a podcast. This was one of the ideas, guys. This is something that she came to me and was like, oh, we're going to do this. And then like a week later, she was like, we're taping on this day. I was like, wait, you just told me about the idea. We already have a first day. We have a yeah. You have mics in your office ready to pull them out. I was like, what is going on? So, I mean, I yes. I like to strike while it's hot. Like the idea is coming in hot. We're doing it. We're going to get it together. We're going to go. And then we're going to find out if it's going to be a good idea. And even if I, even if it's not fully executed, we're just going to work around it. We're going to figure it out. I do work backwards. I'm like, go. And then I'm like, let's figure it out from the back. Now that we've started it, we'll just figure out what's next. Um, so that's good. Well, yeah, no, it, it I, mean, I, like, I like when you say yes. I do want you to feel comfortable saying no. I but do. it's hard. Yeah. It's I hard do. too. Like I know where I say yes in my life, um, outside of like in my personal relationships, in my business relationships. I'm always what like I have I think the older I got, the easier mm-hmm. it was to put boundaries around it. But we also, you know, there's that crazy culture of like the busier you are, the more successful you are. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm like watching, paying attention to, you know, Instagram where I get all my yes. news and everything that tells yes, me <laughs> how the how the world should be. And I'm following this woman, uh, Kate Northrup, mm-hmm. who just put out a book about doing less is actually more that I'm getting the title wrong anyway, but she's got a whole concept around the less you do, the more productive you are. And that's an interesting mind shift for me because I wonder if I could, right. Cause then you'd be more relaxed. Your brain would be more relaxed. You could like, that's a shift for our society. I mean, yeah. American society has always been taught to just work, 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 number one, and just move, 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 move. And so it's funny how the pandemic kind of slowed us all down in this way. And so maybe it's helping people with boundaries. Mm-hmm. So because their lives have slowed down, so maybe they can say no to things and figure out what they need in a different way, figure out what self-care looks like for them. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I like France. Yes. The country. And two years ago, or was it last year? Was it last? It was last no, it was year. last. It was last year. Last year I was in Paris? Last winter. I think. Last January? Mm-hmm. Was it the January? Really? I think I'm going to have, yes, it was last January. I was, you know, I love how the Parisians do life, but like the Sunday, everything shuts down still. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. It I was could imagine. Like, it was just like still beautiful, still could have like a nice dinner, but it was like, there was like a quiet that was um, lovely. And that kind of like what the pandemic reminds me of, you know? Like there's a quiet that's nice that we were forced to slow down. I think we've picked up a little bit like in, I don't know. I think people are working, even though we're not going outside. I think there's a lot of working going on. There's a lot of working and there's a lot of people going outside now too. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I know. I mean, I was there in, in New York visiting you recently. New York is, people are outside. But on the topic of saying yes, really glad that our guest today said yes. Me too. So you're going to introduce her. You're going to let everyone know who she is all about. I am. I'm going to do it. So today's guest is Christian Ziraldo. She is the founder of Yellow Vibrations, a mental health advocate and a former school counselor. 
After earning her master's degree in clinical counseling and school counseling, she got married, moved to Detroit, and then moved to Oakland, California. When she got to California, she tried to find a therapist to help her manage the changes that were taking place in her life. And she was navigating the insurance companies and trying to find a schedule that, I mean, a therapist that worked into her schedule, budget, communication style. And that took her three months. And so after helping friends, family, and students navigate this process with similar barriers, she knew something had to change. Christian started Yellow Vibrations because she believes that finding a therapist shouldn't be what stops people from healing. So today we're going to have a conversation with Kristen Ziraldo, the therapist matchmaker. I hope she, I hope she trademarks that. (laughs) So sit back, grab your tea and have a listen. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy. And if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well-being, it's now. As the founder of Be Well Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. Be Well is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID-19. With over 15 licensed therapists, Be Well offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, one word, B-E-W-E-L-L, to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. Welcome back to Be Real. This is Anisha Salisbury. I am here every week. Rain, sleet, snow. Hasn't been any snow yet, but you know what I mean. We're here. Diana, are you here? Roll call. (laughs) Here. (laughs) Diana Gasperoni, present. I am here, right here. And if we were in a classroom, I would be in the back of the room doodling on my phone, but I am here, present, front row, ready to go with you. Rain, rain. We have rain today. Rain, yes. sleep, snow. We've had hail since we've done this. And the snow it, is coming. So it works. The snow, you know, eventually, eventually we'll have some snow. It's true. I'm excited to be here with you as always. Yes. I I'm know. more excited about it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just jump right in. Hey, Christian. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you. We're going to have you just jump right in and tell our listeners who you are. Well, my name is Christian and I'm the founder of Yellow Vibrations Therapist Matchmaking. I'm a Detroit native and I moved to Oakland, California with my husband a little over a year ago. And I believe that some of the most important work that we can do in life is to heal and grow. But up until recently, that work has been stigmatized, ignored, and most people just don't know where to start. So I want to create easier pathways to healing and growing. That's a little bit about me and what I do. You're going to be my best friend by the end of this episode. (laughs) I mean, that's amazing. Yes, obviously, Anisha and I believe the same thing, and we're super excited. Um, I know that we found you because you reached out to 
pretty sure it was Anisha. You reached out and we reached out looking for Anisha, who is the most sought after therapist on the East Coast. (laughs) um, We connected with you vis-a-vis the Be Well website, right? Can you give us a little, how did you end up finding Anisha, finding us? Tell us about how that match works. Yeah, absolutely. So what happens is my clients actually fill out a client survey that gives me all the logistical information that I need in order to match them with a therapist. So that's, you know, their schedule, uh, if they're, how they plan to pay, um, a couple questions about why they're seeking therapy and their communication style. And then I get on the search. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's so essentially... I kind of scour the internet for exactly what my clients are looking for. And at that time, I had a client that was looking for a black woman therapist in New York. So I was just calling and reaching out to as many as I could, reading so many profiles and just trying to find the right match. And I came across Anisha and was like, oh, this would be awesome. But then she was booked. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yes. I've been I've been very booked and blessed and busy in this pandemic. Um, but I was going through your website and I really thought it was great when I was looking at the, the partner consultation where you just kind of help people figure out what questions they want to ask their therapist, how to bring certain things up in a room, because I've noticed in a lot of my clients that first day they have no idea what to do. I mean, the anxiety is just so they want to talk about their families, but they feel like, oh my God, like I shouldn't be talking about my family. That feels very unfair. Not realizing that their family is, you know, impacts them so much. So how do you not talk about them in a session? And so they just don't even know where to start. So it's so great that they'll have this kind of session with you to talk about kind of where to start and what to expect. I think for a lot, especially people of color, when they get in my office, they don't realize that this is not like a reciprocal relationship. Like, I don't tell you about me. You you know, this is all about you. I think so many people don't have that safe space to just talk about themselves. So it's very uncomfortable for them. So it's great that they are able to kind of talk to you first. You kind of lay out the guidelines for what will happen in a session. And I think it definitely lowers the anxiety once they get in the session. Yeah, thank you. Um... I think that particularly for people of color and for a lot of people, therapy is something that we kind of know and have heard is this really awesome thing, but how it works and what we, what to expect and how we are supposed to show up in therapy is kind of a mystery. It in some ways reminds me of, I mean, if you think like way, way, way back and there were um, doctors and people were like, I don't know what you do. <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of similar where it's just, there's just a lack of education around what this is, even though it's such a helpful thing. That's, that's a lot of why I'm here is to help kind of bridge that gap and help make the process of getting to healing as smooth as possible. How did the idea, I'm going to call you a therapy matchmaker. How did that idea come? Because that's, it's like, it's amazing, right? Like you are connecting people and like taking that anxiety out of, well, as much of the anxiety out as you can, right? And like really helping them find a, a good fit for what they want. I mean, you are, it's, it's, a, it's beautiful. I want to know how you came up with this idea. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so actually, when I moved to Oakland, I, I moved from Detroit um, about a year, a little over a year ago. And it took me, so I actually had my master's degree in clinical and school counseling. Um, 
and I've been an academic advisor. I've been I, I've been a person that connects people to resources for the past like decade. And when I moved here, it took me three months to find a therapist. And this was the same story. I was yeah, <laughs> the same story I was hearing from um, all my friends and family. And really, it's because people have lives. At the time, I was working full time doing something completely different. It was just it was a lot. It's a lot to have to try to feel what you're feeling, go through what you're going through that you, that makes you want to seek therapy and then try to find a therapist on top of that. After that happened and I helped some friends and family find therapists, I, I realized that this was a really big barrier for people and that I was pretty good at helping people navigate the process. So I wanted to, I wanted to continue that. I originally thought that there should be some sort of like Tinder for therapy. That was my <laughs> um, <laughs> plan. It's, it's not a bad idea, but yes, I mean, yeah. we could, we could, we could break this out into an app situation before we're done. There's sure. time. There's right. time. There's definitely time. I mean, in this next hour, we might be able to be like, oh, what would this be like? Left or right? I don't even, I I don't know which is which. You swipe left. Or I don't right. actually I don't, either. I don't, yeah. I've, I've never, never been on Tinder. Tinder. Never been on Tinder. Um, I'm too old for Tinder. It's too, the, it's too small, the whole thing. I don't, and thank God I don't need it right now. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. Your skill set as a clinician is so helpful. Do you have a convert like a actual conversation with the person on the phone? Like do you talk to them? Or do you just go off what they fill out on the on the sheet? It depends. Um, sometimes people just fill out the client survey and I go mm -hmm. off of what since if I need to gather more information, I'll reach out to them. Um, but mainly what happens is people schedule a consultation with me and we discuss um, kind of where they're at in therapy, how they're, uh, if they've been searching for therapists, if they've been before, what their concerns are. Um, and then they fill out the client survey and I start the search from there. That's amazing. Who's your, um, who's your target audience? My target audience are people that are looking to start therapy, maybe had a negative experience um, in therapy before or are, don't know where to start with the process and are looking to um, alleviate some of the stress around it. You know, it's interesting because I am presently looking for a therapist for like two friends right now. Like my friend's husband called me, another friend called me because again, they don't know where to start. I don't right think here. that they know what sites they can go on, you know, to kind of find therapists. They don't know like insurance or are you going to pay out of pocket? Like all of these questions that they have around the process. I have definitely been able to help them with. So to have someone like you out there makes it just so much easier for people who are in need and just don't know where to go and maybe feel just really overwhelmed with the whole process. And looking for therapists for other people, it can be very difficult, right? There's a lot of me emailing people, hoping they get back and people are like, no, I haven't heard from anyone. I do think also right now, a lot of clinicians are overwhelmed with the number of people that they're seeing. So there's not a lot of availability. What are you seeing when you are reaching out to these therapists during like the pandemic? Has it been a lot of availability? Actually, it's been very much what you said. I, I think that people have, a, clients have a lot of time to kind of, we're all sitting at home right now. So people mm -hmm. are like, huh, I should go to therapy. There are things, things are coming up in this quarantine that I should talk about. It's like, yes, you should. Great. Um, but that I could, that absolutely has therapists overwhelmed. Um, I would say that there is, there is availability. There are people who are, um, who are available and are looking for clients, um, mm -hmm. but it is a process. It, it definitely is a process finding them and figuring 
figuring out where to reach them. And the other part that I'm thinking about is that we started this year in Oakland. So this is a, you find people because you found Anisha. So this is all clicking in my head. So that then you're spanning the whole country. You're not just looking on in California. So anybody can find you. You're helping the yes. whole, everybody. All right. Cool. National. That's national. All right. That's amazing. So do you have like a list of participating therapists? Is that how you do it? Do you just kind of seek out therapists and do you, yeah, like, do you just have like a list of participating therapists and you just find a bunch of therapists and you say, Hey, would you like to be kind of on my list? Do you do that? So no, I don't okay. actually have a database of therapists. Okay. I search through all of the other databases. So I Got do it. look through psychology today, they're black girls, mm-hmm. uh, all, all of them. They're, they're, and what's interesting is when I started this, I learned how many databases there are. <laughs> there yes. are a lot and they're not necessarily the same therapists on each database. So expecting someone who has like a full-time job trying to search through all of these different databases is a lot. So I'm here to help navigate the process. That is incredible. So, I I mean, I know how many (laughs) databases they are (laughs) because as, I mean, I, for Be Well, I've searched them to like see what's out there and like see what's going on where like where all the therapists have put are have and people approach me all like at least once or twice a week can can you advertise on the site so that's how do you decide <laughs> i don't i like okay i want to go through the process so i go in and i go to your site and i fill out my things and i'm like hi i'm in quarantine i'm sad i'm overwhelmed um i don't understand I didn't feel this way six months ago. Um, I'm really anxious. Things are, and I'm having trouble sleeping. And I'm in New Jersey. How how does it start from there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, there are actually a couple of more questions. So that is a yeah. Tell me, tell me what else. There's... Tell me what else I answered. Yeah. I so there's right also <laughs> yeah. um, there. There are also questions about what kind of. So you're you know, you're, you're having some issues with being kind of in quarantine. You're not feeling like yourself. You're feeling sad. Um, but are you looking to solve a particular issue? Are you looking to um, go to kind of explore yourself more generally? So, I mean, you, you two are therapists, so you know that there are different uh, really like therapeutic frameworks and different techniques that work better depending on what kind of um, kind of issue you're, you're concerned about. So I would find out more information about that find out a little bit more information about what kind of conversation styles make them feel safe and feel comfortable. So uh, if there's someone who's like, I need you to call me out on my, on my things. I need you to call me out on, on, uh, on what I, what's going on with me. <laughs> right. Um, like my stuff. Yeah. I, I didn't know if I could curse on this show. Be real. Who's like, I need you to call me out on my, or if you're someone who's like, I really need a completely like safe space, unconditional positive regard. Like I need, I need somebody to hold me. Those are very different kinds of therapists. Um, mm-hmm. So I use that information to, to narrow that down. Um, and then, and then once you get into like, okay, say for example, I, I need this therapist to um, work with cognitive, cognitive behavioral uh, techniques, then that narrows it down quite a bit. Your location narrows it down quite a bit. How you're paying for it narrows it down quite a bit. And then um, from there, I start calling people and uh, talking to them about their therapist availability and, and just trying to match from there. So that is the process. 
Is there a thought that you will have a database? So you have all of these therapists that you've kind of, these, these people that you've given out to other clients that you have like a full database. So then you can kind of go back in and just start picking from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do. So like Anisha, you are in my spreadsheet of therapists. Um, <laughs> Um, She's everywhere. So if I <laughs> welcome to the database, um, yes. but uh, if I so say if I had someone that was in New York um, that was looking for someone, um, and you and you know I may call you back and be like, hey, are you available now? And that does make the process a bit easier for me. And I mm-hmm. do think that, that maybe eventually I would have a larger database. I what's really interesting is with this work when I talk to therapists, therapists, so clients are very excited about about it but therapists understand the like importance of it on a totally different level in a different way mm-hmm. and are, are um are like oh my gosh yeah this is great so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to marry the two things but I actually started the business about five months ago so I just haven't gotten to that point yet oh okay so we're very new into the process yeah do mm-hmm. people ask for specifics like do they ask for people who speak other languages like maybe a therapist of color do they yeah so they kind of break it down yeah. Uh, based on like demographics of what they're looking for? Yes. I'm sorry. I don't think I said that earlier. A part of the the questions around what you're coming to therapy for, um, some of that is also, are there identities you hope to see in your therapist that would make you feel more safe and comfortable? Oh my God, this is excellent. So I, I had looked at your website, but now I've pulled it up so that I don't miss a beat on all the different packages that you offer because I'm so excited about it. So I was excited before, but I'm like, wow. Okay. So I can have a consultation with you. Right. And then that's part one. And you can just, you could, you could just tell me the story, like help me. And then I could go out on my own. Right. Like, and Mm -hmm. you'd be like, I'd have like a checklist and you, and then boom, I'd be like, okay, I feel like I can personally find my own therapist, but you will identify and vet the therapist. Like I'm just thinking about the process when you were in our pipeline and I wasn't, I guess I wasn't thinking it through enough. I'm like, like you really vetted it, Nisha. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, you were, you were really going to take care of this potential patient, like make sure that yeah. this was a really good fit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the people that sit down in front of Anisha tend not to leave. So I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to vet her for the world right now, but also for you that yes, I love that. Um, your services are very accessible, which is so important because the one thing that we can't get back is time. If I could pay someone to kind of do this for me, like we pay for all other services in our lives sometimes, right? Like when it's just like, I don't have time for this. Let me pay someone to kind of help me with it. I love that you are saying like, okay, do you? right? I can find these resources. I can vet the therapist. I can give you options because you do give them three different types of three different therapists to kind of choose. So I love that. Again, people are getting options and it's accessible. I was looking at your price point, like 250, 275. I think that's great to, you know, for the work that you're doing. And then I can afford that. You know, most people can afford that price range. So I think that's important. So that's something that is really important to me. And I, I think that, like I said, I think that healing and growth is one of the um, most important things that we can do in life. And that shouldn't just be, that it should be as accessible as possible. It should be, I mean, in order to 
in order to create a society that we want to see, everybody needs to be able to participate and to look at themselves and to do that inner work. And it needs to be commonplace. In order for that to happen, it has to be accessible. Yeah, it definitely has to be something that we talk about. Mental health, right? Mental health is something that we have to just talk more about. And I think during this pandemic, we've learned how to talk about it more in a way where it is less judgmental, in a way that is more compassionate and empathetic understanding that um, this has been a hard time for most people. And so I predominantly see people of color and I think about how just the social isolation and disproportionately impacted by COVID and then all the racial injustice that people are dealing with and how if there is never another time in history where people should come to therapy, it is, it, it is now, I think. And so I feel like, you know, people are just coming in droves and I love it. And I hate to say that therapy is trending, but it is is right now Absolutely. we i mean when i look at yeah the different instagrams that i follow the accounts everyone's talking about therapy there's memes about like you know my first therapy session it's just so a part of the normal conversation that i'm so excited about that me too <laughs> it is <laughs> just i mean before this it was i talked about it all the time but it wasn't something me that too. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it wasn't necessarily something that I was seeing everywhere. Um, but now it, it's something that people are realizing is important and is necessary and um, is, is okay. It's, it's, you know, this is making your life better. It's not something that, you know, you're, and something that I like to tell my clients is this isn't something you, you only have to do when you are struggling. It, it is absolutely there for when you're struggling, but it's also a place to um, help you get to your goals, help you navigate your life, help you to um, move through big life transitions. There's, I, I think there's like therapy for everything. <laughs> right. It's not just about being in crisis. I told mm -hmm. someone recently, successful people go to therapy. You can, right. Again, like you can go to therapy when things are good. But again, I think all of this is just normalizing it. And I think that this mm -hmm. site and, and calling you a therapist matchmaker normalizes therapy in a different way. So if you are trying to get, you know, someone to help you find a date and, and matchmake you with all these different things, doctors, why not a therapist as well? Because that is going to be an important relationship for you, just like a boyfriend or girlfriend would be. So why not have someone matchmake that for you and make life easier? <laughs> It could be the relationship that gets you that relationship. So it could be the precursor to the boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or partner. Yes. Or, yes. I love uh, that. Yeah. Could be what helps you get there. So uh, I, you know, I am really getting enjoying is what I was trying to say, <laughs> really enjoying getting to know you, Christian. And I loved hearing about the process of what happens as a person who's looking to connect to your services and that you have more than one package and different ways to get there. I'm excited. I'm excited for what's happening um, and where we're going with, with your business. And I'm, I'm hoping so many people are listening so that they connect to you. Um, and you should, you, I look, I'm looking at you. I see your face. You have a question. I do. So Christian, I have to tell you as I deep dive into your website, of course, as a black woman and as a black therapist, my thought was how helpful you must be for people of color. Right. And when I looked at your story, I realized that it took you three months to find a therapist. 
And I understood that because I know that Black therapists only make up 5% of clinicians and just people of color probably only make up about 10%. So I know it's much harder for people to find someone like me. So I get clients and they're like, Anisha, I've been looking for you. Not exactly me, but like a Black female therapist and I'm super down to earth, right? So they love that piece. So for you to have to go through three months of trying to find someone knowing that I've been helping people find people because it's been so hard. What was that like when you started this? Did you realize how helpful you would be to people of color who, you know, a lot of us are suffering in silence, right? And we don't know where to start. When you thought about this idea, were you in some ways helping you? Like, and you wish maybe that someone could have helped you and it didn't take you three months to find a therapist. Absolutely. Yes, I would have loved it. It didn't take me three months to find a therapist. I, when I started this, uh, I think it takes a lot. It takes a lot to live in this country as a person of color um, with all of our intersecting identities, trying to just make it every day. It's, uh, it's a heavy burden, especially everything that's going on with the racial injustice, with just the politics in our country. And it's not like this is new. It's not like this just started, this didn't just start with the pandemic. We are all going through this pandemic together, but the, the lives and the injustice that's been happening to people of color, to Black people, to Black women, has been going on for generations. And I believe that that healing and the growth that we need, that I help connect people to is, is I'm fueled by that. That's what I'm passionate about. I want to connect people to the therapist that is right for them because the healing that we are doing is not only personal, it is generational, it is ancestral, and it is going to create a better world than we live in right now. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, Just to kind of personalize it. I love that because what you're doing is really that connecting resources that sometimes it just becomes hard for people to do because they don't know where to start. So I love that like they can start with you and that you kind of take the ball and you run with it and you get them to the finish line and you're like, okay, now you can sit in front of someone, right? And then you even say, hey, I'll even help you to figure out what to say in the room, right? And how to get the process started. So it takes out a lot of that uncertainty, like people just not knowing what to expect. You take that out for people and really kind of get them started on that path to healing in a way that is just kind of magical because it takes so much anxiety out of the process. That's exactly why I'm doing this. I believe that therapy can be something that's really helpful and really um, helps people get to their best selves. But when we're blocked by the anxiety, by the stress, by the doubt that happens in life, that happens through our experiences, and, and we're trying to get to a solution that um, that we don't know anything about, that's a really difficult process. So being able to talk to clients and help help walk them through not only, okay, here's the therapist for you, um, but <laughs> therapy is something that is really personal and is private. You go into the session and you're able to, one of the benefits of it is you're able to have this time completely to yourself to talk about yourself, talk about what you're going through. But what that also means is that before you've done it, you don't know what you're really getting yourself into. So being able to, um, I, I love talking to clients and being able to help walk them through that process and give them a little bit more security and safety and compassion before they even get to the therapist. I, um, it's almost like a, like a therapy camp 
<laughs> a little bit. Um, right. It's like um, the first day of camp. It's true. You like get a little checklist. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right. Um, and then I am able to send you on your way and to hopefully jumpstart the process of healing so that you can get to get to where you want to be a little bit sooner. I know when I very first went to therapy, I, I started off just, you know, it, and it is, you start off just having a conversation and you, you start building that relationship. But I didn't know, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. And I just was joking all the time. I was just like, yeah, this. and we didn't, it took a second to find that groove. Um, but I think if I would have had someone who could have been like, Chris, it's okay. Just um, relax. And this person is here to help guide you. One of my favorite quotes is about therapy is that the therapist is the expert on the process and the client is the expert on themselves. So bringing those two things together, that's how we create magic. That's amazing. I love it. Um, I want to circle back to Anisha's statistics. They're always my favorite. And you also may not be able to answer this question because I don't know how I I'm curious how we how we're going to get the answer to this question from therapists. So to Anisha's point, five uh, percent of the profession is black, right? And then the other ninety five percent probably look like me, or like probably eighty percent look like me. So in that in the in the matching, how are you? Because this is not going to actually be all of all your Christian, <laughs> your responsibility in the world, but how are you vetting therapists, white therapists, most specifically for their cultural competence? I think that that's something that as a profession, we need to be talking about more for sure. Um, and how are we, how are we showing, I mean, this is more for a conversation for colleagues that look like me, like how are we showing up in the room and how are we making sure that we are able to sit and hold space, but how as a, as a matchmaker now with not how, 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 yeah. how, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> how, 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 work? how is this, yeah. how is this happening? Yeah. You know yeah. what? And it's, um, it's really interesting because I definitely do run into this with um, clients of color, but I also have clients that are um, LGBTQ that are sure. trans that are trying to find someone that they connect with and feel safe with. And honestly, um, what happens is I, one, you know, what? one, I ask. I call them and Great. I ask, um, yeah. what is, um, have you, <laughs> I yeah. mean, and that's just really, that's the most direct way to find out, like, you know, what is your experience with clients of color when you're met with a client of, of, of a different identity that you don't maybe have a lot of information about? How do you handle that? How do you, how do you talk to them? How do you make them? Because I, I believe that it's a therapist's responsibility to create the environment of safety. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how absolutely. Do do it is our role. And I think what, a, what that, that piece right there that you would make that phone call, because that is the reason someone's coming to therapy and don't want to be hit with that microaggression. Don't want to be hit with that discomfort. It's damaging don't, and it's, it's harmful. Yes. And like that, that you have vetted and started that conversation. I have goosebumps that, I mean, cause that takes away such, I mean, a level of anxiety and also that gateway to allow people to then walk in with more. It's like the best referral ever 
Like you have gone out specifically for this person and like with their best interest in mind and didn't just like, oh, I know this part, like, I know this person has somebody who's has time free at three o'clock on Tuesday when you are free. You're like, uh, uh-uh, if you don't pass my test, <laughs> you don't pass my quiz, then I'm not sending my patient to you. Like, that's amazing. Thank you. And my patients are my people. I mean, I'm sorry, not patients. My sorry, clients. that's my language. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's okay. <laughs> I do that. I call them. Patients. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> when they when they get um, to me, they're patients. Yeah, I I definitely right, projected yeah. that language out there for your clients. My clients are my people, and I protect my people. So it is so important to me to um one to help them feel safe with me. So during that consultation, when we're talking about like, what are you going to talk about? How are you feeling? Um, Tell me about your experience. So that's one piece, but also that I am handing them off to someone that cares and that understands and that, that understands. So one of the things that I think is really important is that mental health tends to be um, currently a really individual thing. And we as humans are not individual creatures. We are, we are social people. We, we need help. We lean on each other. And I am so honored to be doing work where people can, can lean on me and to, to know that they have community around their mental health and around their growth and around their healing and that somebody has your back in this process. What I'm also really excited about is that there's a, also a stigma around when we say connecting people to services, there's a stigma just mm-hmm. around that language. And this is a very progressive way to like, when I said matchmaker, when I said referral, like this is such a progressive way to move away from that stigma and how important it is that we are in community, right? Like this is a community. It, it's, you are really guiding the way for people to take care of their mental health in a very positive, progressive way. And it's, I'm so excited that you were in our, in our contact list. It's so exciting like that we get to find out more about it. Well, I think for me, um, when I think about this, <laughs> most of my clients come from referrals. So my clients will refer their friends to me all the time. So when I think about this, Christian, it's just like, if I go to you, it's like someone already knows the therapist, right? So they're telling me like, okay, this therapist could be a good fit for you because you've already spoken to them. And so you can tell me that and I can believe that and I can feel secure in that just in the way that when people refer their friends to me, they can feel secure that their friends are going to have a good experience because they've had a good experience with me. So it takes kind of that um, unknown out a bit. And so I really appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, it's, um, I think it's a really, when you, when you don't have someone that can connect you, if you don't necessarily have a friend that's in therapy and that can um, help you, because that's essentially what that friend is doing, is help them navigate that process a little bit easier. Um, and you just go and you're like, therapist in my area, you may find someone that fits your schedule or fits your, um, it, you know, takes your insurance. But beyond that, there's, there's more to this, uh, there's more to finding the therapist that is right for you than just those two factors. And it's important because if you don't, if, if you you meet with someone that may not necessarily be the right person for you, it's time, that's energy, that's this emotional tax that's added on uh, to your process that I hope to alleviate for people. Um, now, I know that this this baby that you've started, this business is still in infancy, infancy stages. <laughs> but it's gotten so much good traction already. What, what are your 
what's your fantasy plan? Where, where, how do you see it? I see, I see how I see it, but how do you see it? (laughs) (laughs) And Anisha will tell you that like, I've already come up with 300 ideas for you. So I'm, but I'm going (laughs) to, um, (laughs) let's keep talking. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I, my fantasy plan, my ideal really is in some ways beyond this particular business. I want to create a culture and a space where mental health is just as, uh, like caring for your mental health is just like caring for your physical health. It is commonplace. It is, you know, you talk about like, um, I'm going to the gym after brunch, you know, I'm going to see my therapist after brunch. Like it's just what we do. It's just a part of our our growth and our maintenance as people. Um, so that is ultimately my goal. And I think that helping to like matchmake and connect people. And it, I, I love like that you kind of cited some of that language using, um, using language to just help people feel like take a breath around the idea of therapy um, through being like, Hey, I got you. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, this isn't, this isn't a scary thing that might be happening in your head and I can tell you why. Um, so my goal is to just give a little ease to people that are trying to heal and grow. Well, Christian, welcome to the party. Cause right here at Be Real, all we want is that your mental health is just as important as your physical health. You can hear it in the intro. <laughs> and that this is a conversation that we wanna we want to continue to foster that that stigma of going to therapy, taking care of yourself, putting your thoughts and feelings into words and understanding your behaviors and your thoughts and your actions is a necessity. It's a necessity. It's just like you go get your blood pressure checked right? That the going to the therapist actually might lower your blood pressure. Like there's all sorts of things that can happen in uh, that um, cohesion when we bring it all together. So I am thrilled that that is your mission because we are in it with you. We are in it to win it. I love it. Yes. Um, We, we definitely push for, oh, sorry. No, we definitely push for that. Like we all get every year, like a mental health checkup. Like, why don't you go see a therapist for maybe three sessions just to kind of check that. in every year to figure out kind of where you are with things. If you do need some help, you know, with some goals or pushing or you notice some behaviors that you're not comfortable with, like you can talk that out. So if you're going to see your doctor every year to get your blood drawn to figure out if you're healthy, why don't you see a therapist to figure out like, okay, mentally, how am I? Like, how am I showing yeah. up in the world? How do I want to show up in the world? And you know, is that the same? Like, am I showing up in the way that I want? If not, let's talk about that. So I would love to see people do like, you know, a nice mental health checkup, you know, maybe three sessions with a therapist and see how it goes. You might want to stay, you might want to leave, who knows, but at least you have an option and at least the conversation is put out there. So, so at Be Real, that's the conversation we want to put out there, right? Like if you're going to get your physical checkup, we want you to get a mental checkup as well. So this is um, definitely important work that you're doing. And I think also it helps to put a value on therapy. Cause I think that people, when they see sometimes the price of therapy, cause it can be high, it helps them see that, you know what, there's this price, but there's also a value, right? So like it is worth you paying this price that this person wants, you know, because it's going to help you just that much. Hopefully that is also a conversation that you're having about the value of therapy and prices. Cause I know that people look at it and you know, I'm in New York city. Therapy can cost you up to like $250 a session, right? Or maybe even higher. So it's something that has to be talked about. And hopefully you can normalize that part of the conversation as well. 
I completely agree with everything you just said. Um, and I think that we, we invest, we invest in things that are important to us and Mm -hmm. being able to like have conversations about why your mental health is important, um, what it means for you, what it means for your life, what it means for your children, what it means for um, just so many, it's, it's so relevant and so it, it touches so many things. Um, and it's, it's important that we invest in it. And it is something that is expensive. It definitely does have a cost, but it's worth it. And I do, I do try to talk to my clients about that. I, so I, I think that's absolutely the case. And I also think that the more um, support that we have around it, uh, the easier it is for us to wrap our minds around and, and understand what we're getting out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that value piece, right? So if they right. could see that, that yes, this might cost you this amount of money, but look at all the ways that these sessions will impact your life, all the positive ways it can exactly. impact your life. And again, exactly. you have to invest in yourself. That's the best investment that you could ever make. I remember years ago, I dated this guy and he was like, oh, Anisha, the one thing I don't understand about you is why do you go to therapy every week? Like, why do you spend that money on that? Cause I said, that's the best investment I can ever make is in myself. So when I need to deal with stuff, I don't go to alcohol. I don't go to substances, right? Like I don't try to escape my life. I go somewhere and I talk about my life. I figure out what's next. And so it's just kind of helping people understand how this could be helpful to you and how you don't have to escape, right? Maybe you can deal with things head on and this could be the way that you do it. Yeah, therapy is a thing that can help you live your life. It helps you, it can help you understand your life, live your life, and create the life that you, you want to live. And honestly, I think that is invaluable. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, you think of it exactly like as an investment. Like if you're if you're able to um, invest in yourself in this way, the returns that you get are in so many different areas of your life, and it, it will it, it will pay itself back. Definitely. Christian, this is so amazing. So we've gone over pretty much all of it, the process. We've talked about you as the therapy matchmaker. I see it on Oprah. I see it coming. How do we find you? What's the best way for, I'm, I'm a new patient, uh, client, client, I'm a new <laughs> client. I'm looking, I'm looking for a therapist. How do I find you? Come to my website at www.yellowvibrationswithans.com. And there you can join my mailing list, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. (laughs) Okay, cool. I can get you in all the places and you have a mailing list. So that was going to be another question of mine. Like, let's just say like today I'm like, oh my God, I need therapy so bad. And I reach out and then tomorrow I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no, but I can be on a mailing list and you'll send me like a newsletter and then like, just remind me that you're there. Yes, exactly. Yep. Oh, I will that, check in via email and be like, hey, maybe let's still go find a therapist together. <laughs> I think that's great because I think that there are moments in time where right, you think you're ready and then you're not really ready. But that reminder that you're there to help because you might you might forget, right, that there is like this amazing resource and then you go, you think you're ready again and you're on a site like Psychology Today and it like blows up and you're like, oh my God, there's 3 million therapists here. I don't know what to do. And then, but you're sending reminders on the regular. I love that. Okay, good. So yellowvibrations.com, fill out the newsletter, fill out the contact information so that uh, Christian can get in touch with you, whether you think it's going to be today or tomorrow, there's always a point of contact. And you can also find her on Instagram. Uh, do we find you on Instagram, same yellow vibrations? 
Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I love Instagram. I talk about it all the time. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> um, and now at the end of our episodes, Anisha asked you a couple questions that have nothing to do with what we talked about. So, so we get to, cause we want to get to know you just a little bit better on the personal side. Awesome. All right, Christian. If you could eat only one item of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Okay. So it would be ice cream without a doubt. Um, what it, kind? The, Give us more. I was going to say the flavor doesn't matter so much. Okay. <laughs> like, I, am a, I, I love chocolate. I love caramel. I love, um, yeah, I just, I really, I love ice cream. It's my, my happy food. The therapist okay. question. It was like the th- the perfect layup of a therapist follow up question. That just tell us more. Just tell us more. That just like ice cream. Just like, yeah, I just need. There's a little bit. What's what's behind the ice cream? <laughs> so what does that mean to you? <laughs> when was your first ice cream cone? <laughs> okay. And my second question is. How have you been brave today? Oh, actually, I have been brave with you two because this is my first podcast. So this has been a really amazing experience. Um, thanks. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think yeah. that you were amazing today. I think yeah. that the message that you are trying to get out into the world is one of bravery, right? Like how do you be brave enough to get the help that you need and to ask for it and don't be ashamed to ask for it. So thank you. I agree with everything that she's just said. And thank you for saying yes, for hanging out with us today. And thank you for the work that you're doing to really connect people to getting the help that they need and to be seen. I think that that's really like the other part of being in therapy is being seen in a way that you really need to be seen for growth. And that's, uh, and we see you, girl. We, we see you. So we're on it. We're going to stop here. But before we end, Anisha, we are still living in a pandemic. So stay, stay safe. safe. Wash, Wash your hands. hands. Wear the and wear mask. your damn mask. <laughs> wear the mask, people. Just wear it. It's just a thing. Okay. So we're going to stop here and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.